0: brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket theticketfm.com You turned me up, so now i got to turn myself down in my uh, headphones. Rico, Happy Wednesday. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sarter Heyman text line. Both those up for you guys. The entire show today, we have plenty to get to, uh, but I want to make something very clear what Rico just said about a minute and a half before we
1: went on the air program. Nice. Keep talking. Do you want me to put this into perspective at all? (laughs) No. No. I think I should. We don't need any context. I think I should give some context. Go ahead. Give some context. context. I'll allow that. I was playing a game on my phone and Nick was like, what what kind of game is that? (laughs) I was like, it's a One Piece game. It's an anime. You wouldn't understand it. It's something I like. You don't have things that you like. He goes, yeah, you're right. I don't like stupid things. (laughs) And I said, yeah, you're right. Everything you like is so great. You're so amazing. Nick's the greatest. All hail Nick. And he said, yeah, don't you ever forget it. Don't forget it.
0: (laughs) So then I tweeted it out. Nick underscore Sainter at Radio Rico AC. You can hit us up on Twitter um, or follow the ticket account for sure. If you are not doing that, Um, follow all three of us on Twitter. uh, Nick underscore Sainter at Radio Rico AC or at 93.7. The ticket. got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, A little bit of MLB all-star game. Here's this. Chase B says, happy hour better keep up with the energy VJ had. We always have energy. It just depends on what topics we choose to channel our energy on. Yep. So there's there's a couple things we can talk about today. MLB All Star Game is one of them. What were our reactions? The it was mic great. the miked up stuff. Fantastic. Jose Trevino is the goat. I, big fan of Jose. Big fan of Jose. Big fan of Alec Manoa. So we'll we'll get to those in a second. We like Jose in this house. That's true. This is our house, and we like Jose Trevino. Um. So MLB All Star Game will kind of dissect that a little bit. Uh, Giancarlo wins the
1: MVP, and then he made the ball look like rubber. He did. He just (laughs) destroyed it. He wasn't even looking at it. You know they say you have to watch the ball into the barrel of your bat. If you see that picture, his eyes are not on the ball. It is. You're right. You're right. But there's
0: there's a thing where it's like you know when you're when you're a baseball or softball player, you know your your eyes are at contact at the contact point. Um, Giancarlo doesn't need that. So Giancarlo and Aaron Judge were actually mic'd up at one point together. Yep. When Aaron or when Judge was in right field and, and Giancarlo was in left. And it was it was cool to hear them talking about it. Obviously, Giancarlo grew up in LA, grew up going to Dodgers games, things like that. Mike. Yeah, Mike. That's right. Mike Stanton. Anyway, um, so that was great. Julio Rodriguez was mic'd up. Liam Hendricks was mic'd up. So we'll dive into that. Rob Manfred continues to be an idiot. Um and, and proves that he may be the worst c-
1: commissioner in all of professional sport. Rob Manfred says he likes baseball, but there's no way in hell he likes baseball- no way, no way so he Zero said
0: ways. he said a couple stupid comments uh yesterday talking about some minor league players. obviously it's a big kick right now and has been for the last year or so making sure that that minor leaguers are not only compensated but also have places to stay, stay whether that's host families, whether that's hotels trying to just make sure that they can actually live on their own while being a minor league player in a system. So we'll kind of dive into that a little bit. And then throughout at some point during the show, I don't know about you, Rico, but scrolling through Twitter yesterday, media bad. The only thing that I saw, I mean, the a big topic yesterday, obviously, and we talked about just a hair a little bit on the show yesterday, was obviously position coaches not going to be able to talk to the media this year. Not going to talk. The media is not going to be able to... to to talk to them to the position coaches once fall camp is over and the actual season begins and that somehow turned into this huge thing about how the media is complaining about the lack of access and, and everything like that now before we get this big old rush of text on the text line I want to look at that from both sides from the media and fan perspective and then also from a program perspective because there are a couple interesting angles that if you are Scott Frost, you are Trev Alberts and a leader of this program, there. this is promising. This is a promising move. So we'll kind of dive into that. Rico, I'll ask you, which one do you want to talk about first? Because we can do Rob Manfred first, Rob Manfred All-Star game, mm-hmm. or we can talk about the, the whole situation yesterday on Twitter.
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Let's talk... Let's go, Rob Manfred and, and, okay. and MLB. We'll get the situation on Twitter in the second segment. We can go a little bit longer with that one. Perfect, perfect. All right, so All Star Game reaction. Obviously, jersey's great jerseys, good, great. However,
0: they looked. They looked fresh. They were clean. Mm-hmm. The jerseys were clean. Um. So, I'm curious though, why we ever had to get rid of players wearing their jerseys. Because do, do you have an answer? Yes. Okay. More sales. Money. Yep. Okay. So Manfred yesterday praised Nike when he was asked about the jerseys because he was actually asked about this. Weird. Um, about, you know, why, why did we ever have to stop wearing team jerseys, right? And Manfred praising Nike said, quote, I never thought that baseball jerseys in a game was a particularly appealing look for us. What are you saying? <sighs> "Quote: I never thought that a different baseball jersey in a game was a particularly appealing look for us."
1: I mean, they're all this. They're
0: hmm. number one. They're all the same. Yeah, you keep switching it up every year. This was the first year that they actually hit a home run with they, the jerseys. They Actually,
1: looked good. They actually looked really clean. And you know why they look good is because they were similar to the regular jerseys. Yeah. where the font was the same yep. as it would be on your home or away jersey and it was simple it was either white or gray with gold lettering
0: yeah like simple it it is un it is unreal the just he doesn't understand anything that's going on so that's that's the jersey's part however here let, let's talk about Rob Manfred a little bit in depth here so Hannah Kaiser of Yahoo Sports asked Rob Manfred yesterday if owners don't pay minor leaguers a living wage because they can't afford it or because they aren't interested in doing so. Rob Manfred replied, quote, I reject the premise that they're not paid a living wage. Has no clue. He has no idea how much these guys are getting paid. All right, Not, not an idea. So then I, I did some research on my own here. And it's, Something it, Rob should do. I, I, found, I found an article from the Washington Post in April of 2022. And in this article it says, quote, Annual salaries for minor league baseball players range between $4,800 at rookie ball to about $14,000 at the AAA level. And that's just during the season.
1: That's not they, they don't get they
0: don't get paid outside of the season. When when you're in a when you're in the minor league system is you don't get paid number one. You don't, you have to pay for your own training, you have to do all that. You hope for an invite to spring training that then they take care of stuff for you. They take care of the travel to get there when you have an invite because it's involving the big league club. Yep. But when you are just playing, you're it's fourteen thousand at the AAA level, at the highest level. You now, have to
1: get you have to get another job.
0: Exactly. Like, so you have to. Part of that, what, what's interesting is everybody just then backs up with, well, these guys get giant signing bonuses and and everything like that, and that's true for the guys that are drafted in the first, you know, four or five rounds. Yeah. And a lot of those guys flame out eventually, like the hit rate on major league guys. It's not very heck, high. I mean, gee whiz, there'll be first round picks that don't even, don't ever make it to the league. Like that's just the truth of of baseball. I don't know, Rico. I, I you probably haven't. That was close. You probably haven't um, seen the cat the first episode of the Captain, the no, documentary. I didn't, I didn't watch it yesterday. Okay, so I watched it last night. Highly recommend. So they've only released one of the episodes. I think it's a weekly thing. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's. Fantastic first of all. It was a great episode it was last on night.
1: ESPN like you have to or what was it on?
0: So, I it was on ESPN
1: after the Home Run Derby, but I recorded it. I think it's like ESPN I think you can watch it on there. Like it's probably ESPN on ESPN Plus, plus whatever the heck it is. Yeah. I'll find so, it. So, anyway, it's also on Hulu. There. Okay, that's what I was. That's so, it's like, also on Hulu. Okay.
0: Um, anyway, they released the first episode, watched it last night, and it talked about how Derek Jeter struggled tremendously in his first couple years in the minor leagues. He talked about how so Derek Jeter struggled so much in rookie ball his first year, his first season in the in the pros or in the minor league system I should say, that when he got invited to go to to the the single leg club because they only invited him so that they could get more games in to see if he wouldn't flame out because it was the, the jury was out on him right there. And it was whether or not he was going to actually be able to make this baseball thing work. So they invited him to the single A club because the single A's team, or their their games lasted longer, their season lasted longer than the rookie ball. So once rookie ball got done, they invited him to single A, and he said, I remember bawling my eyes out because I didn't want to go. He goes, I didn't want to go to single A. He goes, I wanted to go home. It was, it was this remarkable story about how Derek Jeter, he's like, I was questioning baseball. I didn't want to go play for, for single A because I didn't want to be here anymore. I wasn't – I was making – Fifty-six errors. He made fifty-six errors in his first season in minor league baseball. Jeez. You know how hard it is to make fifty-six errors. It's extremely difficult. I mean, it's not difficult, but it's it's crazy. It's, so
1: that shouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah that just, that, no. No that way. Just shouldn't happen.
0: Not not to the sixth sixth overall pick in yeah, the draft.
1: Such a high high level pick. Such a high level player. You wouldn't expect that. Yeah.
0: So anyway. Great documentary. Like I said, episode one was released the other night on Monday night, I believe. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's really interesting. It's
1: something that a lot of people wouldn't really think of or consider. Like if an athlete is struggling at doing something that they've done their whole life or something that they, they didn't you know, want to do believed it, believe that they were good at and other people believe that they were good at and they're struggling to that high of a level. And somebody says, OK, we want to see more like mm-hmm. and you're used to performing At a level that, you know, got you to to where you are and you for some reason can't figure it out. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to continue doing this. I want to figure out what's wrong. I just want to take a break. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep making a fool of myself. Yeah. Like that's something that I I guess I I never thought of. I don't know about anybody else, but that's something I never thought of is, is if you're struggling at such a high level, it's something that you've done for your entire life and, and never had struggles like this how big of a mental toll that would take on you. Absolutely. Especially if somebody says, okay, we know you're struggling, but we want to see more. Mm. So in
0: this first episode of Mississippi Mud Dog, 402-464-5685, Sardar hayman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. Um, also view us on the video stream, also sponsored by Sarter hayman Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Mississippi Mud Dog asks, will you watch the Machines documentary when they make one about Albert after he's done? Absolutely. Yeah. I eat up these baseball documentaries. Like, I, I absolutely do. Because I'm not the biggest fan of Derek Jeter, but here's the thing like on the first episode when I was watching it last night, they walked through walked through Steinbrenner's suspension, and how if Steinbrenner wouldn't have been suspended in in the mid nineties, then they would have never drafted Derek Jeter because the way that Steinbrenner went around went, went about his business was that he wanted to sign all these high level players, and that's how they would win a championship while the the guy that took over for him w- wanted to develop guys, wanted to get younger guys, and that's why they got the players like Jorge Posada and and Andy Andy Pettit, Mariano and, and Rivera. Exactly, like that's why that's why those guys are even there is because Steinbrenner got suspended in the mid nineties for hanging out with that gambler or whatever, and now they got to actually develop guys from their minor
1: league system. Imagine the Yankees not having Jorge Mariano, Andy Pettit. Derek Jeter and Derek Jeter, like, what? It's not the Yankees. <laughs> it's not
0: the Yankees. Like, it's the like. Oh, it's the same thing as. So the Astros had a scout. It was fascinating last night because I, I mean, obviously I'm still learning all this stuff, and the scout for the Houston Astros during that time in the draft, the, the year that Derek Jeter got drafted, the the scout for the Houston Astros who had the number one overall pick was longtime pitcher Hal Newhouser. Mm-hmm. And he, he was on record saying, listen, if I can't convince the Astros to draft a guy like Derek Jeter number one overall, then I can't convince anybody of anything. That's, that's how solid of a prospect Derek Jeter was coming out of, of high school.
1: 56 hours.
0: He ended up, well, no. So then he ended up, they ended up not drafting him yep. number one overall, obviously, the Houston Astros didn't, decided to pass up on Derek Jeter. And Hal Newhouser quit on the spot. He quit. He stopped being a scout. He's like, it's not, it's not worth it. If I can't convince you that I can draft Derek Jeter, that you guys should draft Derek Jeter number one overall, I'm never going to be able to convince you guys of anything. And it, it was, it was truly remarkable to to hear about these stories because then That's the, obviously, obviously the Astros passed up on him, and then the Reds passed up on him at number five, and then the Yankees took him at number six overall. And it, it's just crazy to think about because the first five, because Derek Jeter talks about in this in this first episode how. Um, He goes. I got a call from from one of the guys that was working at the Kalamazoo, where which is the the hometown for for Derek Jeter, Kalamazoo Gazette, and he's like, "All right, the first five picks have been talked, have already been picked," and Jeter was like, "Yo, I was told that I was supposed to go either number one overall or number five. and mm-hmm. now he's like, "I'm I'm a I'm a high school kid that just graduated, and don't know anything about what's going on," and so it it's crazy to think about, um. It's it's crazy to see kind of how everything kind of plays out, um, and that's not even close to the whole episode, but it, it, I truly recommend you you guys should go watch the episode, it's it's truly remarkable. I just um, wanted to
1: look up the five that were picked before Derek Jeter. I know one of them. Go ahead and read them off. Phil Nevin. Okay. Number one overall. I'm pretty sure I, I, I've i heard of Phil Nevin. Paul Shuey, number two, Billy Wallace, number three, Jeffrey Hammonds, number four, and Chad Mola mm-hmm. number
0: five, and then Derek Jeter and then derek jeter so I, I, I won't spoil the rest of the episode i know i've I've know I've talked about it kind of in depth already no, it's fine, but I also don't like Kedobe guy goes, hey, thanks for spoiling the episode jerk
1: um well, considering that it's you know th- that's everything all kind that's of already public, happened,
0: that's yeah. kind of stuff that i I figured I mean everybody kind of knew that Derek Jeter was picked sixth overall and and obviously you didn't know the minor league stuff maybe, but everybody knew that Steinbrenner was was uh, suspended, and, and there's it goes much more in-depth about his time in the minor league system and suiting up for the Yankees. He was not on the active roster when like it, it, they interviewed Don Mattingly. They have Don Mattingly there. It, it's really, really something. I, I truly uh, encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, even if you're not a Yankees fan, I was watching it with uh, with one of my buddies last night who's a Red Sox fan, diehard Red Sox fan, and uh, he's like, I hate Derek Jeter, but this is actually pretty fascinating, so... Talks about his family and all, all that good stuff and what they had to, had to go through going up growing up. So back to this Rob Manfred stuff. So single or rookie ball levels, forty eight hundred dollar salaries. Triple A, fourteen thousand dollar salaries. And once again, Rob Manfred replied, I reject the premise that they're not being paid a living wage, referring to minor league guys. So in this <laughs> this Washington Post article It was actually an opinion article written by an anonymous minor leaguer who was a minor leaguer at the time Mm -hmm. but still just wrote this opinion article and says that they remember their teammates skipping breakfast for a week just to make rent as a professional baseball player or seven guys sharing a two-bedroom apartment just to get by and save money. Listen, like, think about this. You are a professional athlete and you have to... Either skip breakfast for a week to make rent, or share a two-bedroom apartment
1: with six other guys. With
0: six other dudes, seven total, just to have enough money to pay for
1: rent. That is crazy.
0: And like once again, if you're not drafting the top couple rounds, you're not getting a hefty signing bonus. No. So it's it's pretty remarkable to think about. Um, And just Rob Manfred, the the Major League Baseball made, I believe, I read, ten point seven billion dollars in revenue last last year and Rob Manfred gets paid anywhere between 10 and $11 million per year to be commissioner of Major League Baseball. It, it, it's truly mind-boggling how he just has no idea of what's going on. It's almost as if he no doesn't clue. pay
1: attention to the sport that he is in charge of or any of the players that he's supposed to be taking care of.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's truly... It's so strange. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, All right. Let's go ahead and get to the the players mic'd up because we'll we'll go over a little bit of time here. Okay. So last night players were mic'd up in the All-Star game and we always talk about whether like mic'ing up players or athletes in whatever sport or celebrations if it makes the game better to watch. If it makes the product better. Spoiler alert, it does. Last night it definitely did. So, um it sometimes you know when they try to mic these guys up it can be hard to hear. Sometimes also the play-by-play broadcasters and the color guys they try to make it too serious yeah when in reality like nowadays it doesn't have to be serious have fun with it yeah like it doesn't have to be a a, a hard nose cold interview where it's like this question then backed up with this question like this question Question just be chill like you can just be chill about it and and give credit to the guys last night John Smoltz is one of them because they kept it light Um, Jose Trevino stole the show last night and uh, here's one that he of Jose talking I guess Rico you can just play them all um, but here's Jose Trevino talking to his pitcher about what pitches that he wants to call because they were both mic'd up at the same time. What do you want, man? What do you got? What do you want? Let's go uh, cut her in.
1: Okay. Nice. All right. away. All right. Get there.
0: Yes, sir. You want this ball? Yeah. Saving that ball you to get that for the trophy case. Huh, why, why not? Why not? So that's the stuff that you don't get to hear like normally. And, and those conversations, and obviously this isn't going to happen probably in a real game.
1: It could. Me and DP were talking. Like, it could, you could though. Just, you don't have to do every game. Just do it once a week, the game of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your, what is it, Monday night baseball, whatever, whatever Sunday night baseball. I don't yeah. know which night baseball. I don't pay attention to that thing anymore. Um, but whatever the biggest game of the week is, just throw it in there pick you know two three players to mic up two from each mm-hmm. team yeah mic them up, have fun with it yeah, exactly
0: and uh, what what's interesting is like so those conversations you heard it, it was like what do you want cut her in and then they throw a pitch and then you hear that communication that normally that happens with obviously signs right the catcher will give signs or you know whether it's whether it's fingers or whether it's uh, whether it's body signs um, he'll give signs of location and, and pitch and everything. But it was kind of cool for one batter last night to hear, "Hey, what? Where do you want this?" And then, Ho- or uh, then Nestor Cortez being like, "Heat her away," and he's like, "All right, get it there." It, that 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 capability that we have now for a sport like baseball, they have a great opportunity to use it to really magnify the sport. Similar with celebrations, right? And I, I don't want to have this conversation again necessarily of how celebrations can magnify the sport and make people maybe more interested in it because. You'd be engaging a, a little bit of a younger audience. But in that situation, you can't tell me that that's not super interesting to hear the conversations going on between a catcher and a pitcher, even if it's just, hey, fastball in. What do you want here? Cut her away.
1: Heat her away. All right? Then it's... What was it? Cut her, the the strikeout pitch was like cutter up and in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, here's another one of Jose... Um, Is that
1: bat? Let's do... Or do you want to let's do, do Alex Smoltz?
0: Let's do Alec Manoa talking to John Smoltz and being like, hey, let's, let's do this. So here's Alec Manoa sh- here. Um, once he was talking to the, the broadcasters, he was getting ready to possibly strike out the side, and here's how it sounded. You're going to strike out the side in the All-Star game? What do you want me to do it on, though? John?
1: John, what do you want? Back foot slider, down and low. Oh, you're sexy. Here we go. No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no. Well, I blame was Smoltz. My bad. <laughs> so, that's on Smoltzy. It was, it was you know, back foot. I yeah. mean, you executed it. So, Alec Manoa actually ended up hitting Dansby Swanson on that at bat. But the ability, though, like in in this kind of game, the all-star game, obviously, to be able to be like, hey, John Smoltz, who's one of the best pitchers in Braves history. Hall of Famer. Exactly. Go, hey, Smoltz, what do you want me to throw here? Back door slider. Then you hear Manoa go... All right, No, he shakes off a sign, and then he finally gets the sign from his catcher for a back foot slider, and he's like, all right, let's do it. Let's hit it. And he ended up hitting Dansby Swanson. But that, that's stuff that makes the game interesting. Like, I'm, I'm listening because those are, those are awesome conversations to hear and the communication between teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, just play a couple more here, Rico. Let us know what you got before okay, you play
1: Let's him. go Alec Manoa guessing the pitch. What do
0: you think Kirkie calls here?
1: I think he calls a front hip sinker.
0: Let's see how close I am.
1: All right, I was wrong.
0: Oh, there it is, second
1: option. There we go. There's two. He caught
0: it. Pretty, pretty good. Two up, two down, and a couple front, Ks. More like front shoulder, not front hip. So if you're watching it, obviously you can't see it on, where, when you're listening on the radio, but if you were watching the game, I mean, Manoa completely mislocates it. He, The spot, he, it, that, that's the greatest part about it is where, you get to hear these conversations of, all right, front hip slider or front hip sinker, I guess, and he mislocated, and then it ended up being front shoulder instead, but he still got the strikeout. Like those are those are things where the catcher set up in, in the in the right position where he was supposed to locate it. Alec completely misses his spot, but still figures out a way still to get the job done. Works out. So, all right, keep it rolling here. We got a couple all more. Right,
1: Liam Hendricks yelling at Julio Rodriguez. Hello, Liam. How we doing, guys? appreciate you uh, doing this for yeah, yeah,
0: fun, right? It's a nice little change. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just getting one out here. You're going you're gonna to go one plus, try to finish this game. What's the plan? Yeah, if, if I can do that for the White Sox right now, I don't think I can do it then. <laughs> Fly to center field. Julio's yes! got it.
1: Come on!
0: There you go, Liam.
1: Don't throw the ball away! Julio!
0: Oh, Leo! Give me the ball! Give me the ball! I need to keep it! Like, tell me that does not make it interesting. In an all-star game, keep it rolling. All right, Jose Trevino's at bat.
1: Y'all keep talking to me. I don't mind. We'll be all right. Wow. I can't believe I'm an all-star, man. This is unreal.
0: If somebody had told you that you would be doing this. You would have said what?
1: Exactly. Yeah. You're right. There it is. Oh, God. Yes. Good
0: one. Thing moves
1: a lot, huh? I think it's nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Travis, I didn't see it. <laughs> Throw it again. I didn't see it. Yeah, it, let's go. Hey, run Jose. Hey. I need that ball man that's my first all star here right there.
0: I think they think you should have gotten two, yeah. Jose.
1: Yeah. Yeah please. G-G-G-R-2-A. I'll take it man. This is unreal. Thanks. Thanks Crony. Am I stealing here. No. No chance. Okay. What's up, we don't want that. What's up. Hey, babe? Congratulations w- bro. Run. They want me to run. These dudes want me to
0: run. Do it. It's good TV.
1: Nah, Travis is looking at me. You're going to pick me off, man. You can't pick me off. I got family and stuff watching.
0: <laughs> so, obviously, Travis, the guy he's talking about, Travis Darnot, the, the NL catcher um, who was in the game at the time. But, like, that's the stuff that you get to hear. That's awesome. And, and shout out to Jose Trevino because stole the um, show. stole the show, number one. Number two, congratulates everybody that he talks to. Um, I think he's a first-time All-Star. It was his first time, yeah. Yeah, it's his first time, and he's just acting like he's been there before. So it was it was a great great evening. I thought the game, the product was was just fine.
1: Like I said earlier, he wasn't even supposed to be the starting catcher this year. Exactly. He was he was in AAA. They traded away Gary. Then they brought him up. He was the backup to Higashioka. Higashioka ends up getting hurt or is just struggling. Jose steps up and just takes the job. Just his.
0: So, like, here's here's my thought, and I don't know what UNDP talked about. I know there's probably, there was a lot of instances maybe where it could work again the first one that instantly came to my mind is if you are in the postseason for example and Garrett Cole just pitched game four of the the ALCS in the postseason mm-hmm. and Nestor Cortez is on the mound right now why don't you mic up Garrett Cole he's just chilling in the dugout anyway yep like things like this to where those guys would be able to analyze the game from a perspective that not even the broadcasters whether it's John Smoltz or whether it's um whoever's calling it now now that joe bucks no longer on fox joe uh joe davis it's like if, if you that, that we have the capability so you might as well use it and
1: and increase the product and like you said earlier they did a really good job of not making it serious just having fun I mean, he gets the hit and he's like run jose like, yeah exactly it's hilarious. like, <laughs> <it> never,
0: like <laughs> 10 years ago you would never hear
1: that i think they you wanted never, you to get two yeah. and he's like I should i run i run like yeah it's good tv <laughs>
0: yeah like just embrace it and and shout out to fox i guess for for figuring out a way to get that done last night but it, it really added an element to the game where it worked out really really well last night and it is something that maybe we can work on going forward. All right, let's take a time out. We're running quite a bit late. Um but let's take a time out. We'll talk about the local media,
1: media when we bad. come back.
0: Is the media bad? Um, Husker position coach is not going to be talking to us during the during the season. What's your guys' reaction on it? I know there's been a lot of reaction and, and fights and arguments on Twitter, so I want to hear your guys' thoughts. 402-464-5685. We'll be right back on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. TicketFM.com.